No one bats an eye at the wine mom. It's a socially accepted part of motherhood. A drink or two at the end of the day for some well-deserved me time. What about moms who'd rather spark a joint instead of crack a bottle? Many women use cannabis as a way to unwind, turn off the noise, keep their heads on straight. But the stigma is real. I do consider it to be self-care. <laughs> no. Who are you talking to? Oh, hi. Yeah, I've got a visitor. You're on the air. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm City News reporter Shauna Hunt. On this week of the legal podcast, we'll be chatting with two moms in two different stages of parenthood. Both are recreational weed users, and both say marijuana makes them better moms. To avoid judgment and to allow these women to speak freely, we won't be using their real names, but their stories are real. We're going to start with Danny. She has two kids under the age of three. She's a stay-at-home mom who smokes weed. Well, first of all, I want to paint this picture. You're not actually sitting home all day with the kids rolling joints, right? No, 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 no. Um, in large part, I smoke after bedtime and like particularly in the times when I hand the reins over to another guardian. I have been <laughs> under the influence around my children and um, like it's typically when somebody else is around, but it's so different from, you know, drinking alcohol where you're like your behavior would be a lot more embellished. Uh, your, would, your children would know something was up, right? You sort of just get stupid. Whereas with cannabis, it's more of like a thinking drug, I guess, right? Where, you know, your kids are already people who are running around like little potheads themselves talking, like just the way that they think, right? It's just like, oh, wow, like how does this work in its most like basic way? Like they can know? sit there with a buckle for like half an hour just trying to put the buckle together. And right. that's like a pothead move. understand. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of like take for granted the way things work. I, I, I don't think it's a particularly harmful thing to do unless you're sort of consuming to the point where you no longer have control over a situation. What is it about weed that hits the spot for you? I mean, you're a busy mom. You've got two young kids. And you're sort of on all the time, right? And, and you're on call in the middle of the night. I was up a lot in the middle of the night last night as well. I guess what I like about it is it's like having a vacation from stress at a really low cost, both time and money-wise. When you're normally in a state of constant multitasking and essentially worry about like fulfilling your children's many needs, you can sort of just step out of that. Moderation and awareness are key when you indulge. Right. It sounds like you use it recreationally. Is it, do you smoke yes. pot? Do you vape it? Like, like, what's your cup of tea? Well, I find it's easier to control the dosage you get when you're smoking it. Right. <laughs> We're in a whole new world now with the legalization. So you can actually know how much you're getting. And I think that that's tremendously helpful, especially, um, you know, for people, especially inexperienced users can like inadvertently consume like too much. Being a mom and like sort of the, the mindset that you're always paying attention to a thousand things and like you sort of just get like an anxiety from that. And marijuana for me, it's it really calms me, you know, and I, I know that that's not the experience for everybody. People talk about paranoia, but I think that that's usually people who are inexperienced, again, who had inadvertently consumed too much or people who are really partying and they drink and smoke at the same time. You know, it's just going to be excessive and not have therapeutic effects. But for you, at the end of the day, you can put the kids down, go out, smoke a joint, and just, it's its me time, essentially, and well-deserved me time. Absolutely. And, it, you know, it just makes you think about things differently. So, you know, I could be, after the kids go to bed, 
like catching up on chores. I know I'll be like, I'll be doing something mindless, but I'll sort of just be like listening to music or like, you know, just thinking about things, deconstructing things in a different way. Do you feel like smoking pot makes you a better mom in the end? Um, I think that self-care is really important um, to be a good mother as well. So I do consider it to be self-care. <laughs> no. Who are you talking to? Oh, hi. Yeah, I've got a visitor. You're on the air. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, can let me just get one minute, honey. Daddy's out there. So what is it like being stoned around your kids then? I would say it's delightful. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It's really delightful. Not that I would, like, want to make a habit of it. But, I mean, later at night, like, sometimes people, like, get out of bed and, you know, like, oh, okay, we're going to be awake for a little bit longer? Sure, we'll just hang out. And um, my, my daughter, she's three, almost four. Um, you know, she's really got a handle on the English language so we can really have a discussion. And, you know, like the other night we were just like talking about like body process (laughs) and just like to to have her get it. I was like, oh, that's so cool. It's probably so much easier now because your kids are still so young. But have you thought about the day when you have to talk to them about cannabis? Why is mommy going outside again or whatever it is? Or they start snooping. They hit an age where where they they know what's up. Um, have you thought about that day yet? Like when you're going to have to sit down and Absolutely, talk about it? Because I've sort of been like blase about it. <laughs> it's easy when they're so young. Far. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my my daughter's at that age now. I don't like her to see me smoking. Mm-hmm. You know, I just feel like that's just like they're, they're like little mimics, right? It's like, oh, like I want to smoke like mommy. I don't want it to be like that. So I just, uh, I don't know. Like we, I have, you know, hippie friends yeah. <laughs> or like people who are raised by hippie parents who were always aware of it, you know, there's, there's a scene in Clueless where she's like, it's one thing to get laced at parties, but it's a, it's a totally another to be baked all day out of your mind. Because I really don't think that that's productive behavior. Um, Did you just quote Cher? It is one thing to spark up a doobie and get laced at parties, but it is quite another to be fried all day. Do you see the distinction? Yeah. Okay, I love it. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. the best. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, my producer's a millennial. He has no idea what we're talking about right now. (laughs) (laughs) There's another mom I want to bring into the conversation. We're going to call her Jeannie. She's a working mother of three and leads an extremely busy life. She was just able to squeeze us in over the phone. In her case, all three kids are in elementary school, so they're older and more aware. You know, it's not unheard of. It's probably pretty normal to invite another mom you meet at the school who you get along with and want to have a glass of wine some night. That's so great. Um, Are you choosy with who you share your pot-smoking lifestyle with? Yeah, no, definitely. I uh, put that filter up. I'm not, I don't wear a sign around saying I'm a (laughs) recreational cannabis user. I don't do that with wine. The whole stigma with wine or drinking even is, it's gone, right? It's totally socially normal to have a drink after work. It's like nothing. It's not questioned anymore. It's nothing like that until there ends up being, you know, like a repeated problem. There's a habit that comes with that. And only then does the stigma with alcohol arise, Mm -hmm. right? Um, With cannabis use, we're still in that stigma. People still might feel you know, oh, it's not right, or maybe they're less of a parent if they do smoke. So, yeah, it's not something that I advertise. If it does come up in conversation, I wouldn't, at this point, lie and say that I don't. Right. I'm pretty confident in 
that, yes, I, I am a recreational user. It is legal now. It's legalized for a reason. We understand more and more about it. The research continues. If that were to change somebody's perspective about me, that's unfortunate. But I think the more and more we educate ourselves and the more we're open to learning about it, and the more open and matter of fact that we're educating our children on this, I think that eventually is going to um, go away. Have you given yourself a set of rules when it comes to pot smoking with the kids? I mean, I think, you know, parental instinct is is a strong thing. And mom got and dad got, we, we know when it's appropriate, when it's not. I have a mm-hmm. full-time job. I'm at my work all day. I'm not using while I'm at work. I come home and I'm at work with my own children kind of thing. So generally, no, I don't, I don't get high before I get home. I don't need to, you know, stop and smoke a bowl or anything like <laughs> right. that before I go and face my children kind of thing. It's not like that. I don't need to be high to get through my day. It's very recreational. It's like the treat at the end of my day when all is said and done. So normally that's that's how it goes. The kids are in bed. We're done with the kids. Our jobs are done. We're putting up our feet, and we've got a little bit of time to relax. Right, me time, um, right? The me time. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> On the weekend, you know, when the kids are around, if the kids are doing quiet activities, if we've got, you know, a Sunday afternoon kind of thing, sure, maybe after lunch. If the timing is right, if we've got a few hours of just quiet time hanging around the house, the kids are playing, I might go out and get a little bit stoned, but not to the point where I can't even have a conversation. I mean, I haven't gotten to that point and I don't even know the last time. Right. So, you totally know your limit and you use it just to Right. Just exactly. To chill. It would be the same as for me to have a, a, a beer and or a glass of wine during the afternoon. It would be the, for me, it's the exact same thing. So yes, it, it will happen when my kids are still around. I'm not publicizing it. I'm not saying, hey, I'm going to go out and get really stoned right now. Like right. nothing like that, right? right? The kids are occupied. They're all under control. Everything is fine. I might sneak out just to give myself a little bit of that kind of relaxation. Hey, it's your Sunday, right? It's true. I'll have a glass exactly. of wine on a Sunday afternoon doing laundry. Exactly. Exactly. And so for me, it's very much the same thing. Does get, allowing yourself sort of this this time for you to help your yourself unwind, your brain relax, your thoughts calm, um, does that make you a better mom in the end? I would say, yeah. I've been using it for a long time. I've done it since before I had children. I had to get to know myself as a mother before I just went ahead and started getting high while I was parenting. You know, I came to know myself as a mother. I learned how to parent before I learned how to parent and use recreationally at the same time kind of thing. Joining us now is editor-in-chief of today's parent, Kim Schiffman. Around here, we always come to you for parenting advice. Uh, now, the two pot-smoking moms I was just on the phone with, they didn't want their real names used, which is totally understandable. But, you know, there is the whole wine mom culture out there where it's celebrated. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of moms who were already smoking pot, when legalization happened, they thought, well, now I can just come out. The stigma will be gone. It won't be a big deal. If my kids happen to catch me, I won't have to be terrified and horrified. Terrified. I can just be like, yeah, it's not that different. But as it turns out, nothing really happened on legalization day in that respect. I don't think that parents feel any more comfortable coming clean to their kids or their friends, frankly, or professional friends or friends who don't didn't already know. Well, it's just been legalized. And at least school-age kids, they learn in school that marijuana was a drug or is a drug and marijuana 
could send you to jail. There's, um, you know, health effects. There's this and that. Eventually, that's going to have to change how that dialogue goes. Yeah, I think that conversation will have to change uh, in health classes and however curriculum changes slowly is probably the right word for that. But teaching can happen at home first. Uh, I think that most parents talk to their kids about alcohol, for example, way before their kids are officially learning about alcohol, simply Mm -hmm. because kids will say, you know, what's that when they see their parents having a glass of wine or a beer? Let's not pretend that kids don't know how to mix drinks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's uh, some of that going on as well. Um, But I think at the end of the day, you know, the fundamental question is, isn't how to tell your kids, uh, you know, about pot or that you smoke pot. It's are you going to? You know, first of all, that's dependent on age. I mean, we don't sit down with our preschoolers and say, honey, we have to have an important talk about alcohol. So we wouldn't do the same for cannabis. But if you're going to have it around the house, there is the risk that they might see you, um, you know, say preparing something that you might do after dinner I mean, or after your kids go to bed. Or they might the secret box, right? It's they very might, mysterious. They might come across that, or they might, you know, wake up um, after having gone to bed and see you on the back porch and say, "What are you doing?" And maybe, you know, uh, before legalization, you might have quickly hidden everything and said, "We're gardening, honey." <laughs> um, now it might be like, "Yeah, we're having some cannabis. Why? What's up?" And um, if that's going to happen, or if it does happen, then that might be a catalyst for a conversation. Okay, sounds good. Now, today's parent, um, I guess shortly after legalization was announced, you guys have done some work on this. The magazine, there was a spread where you also talked to pot-smoking moms. And what did you find most interesting about the interviews and research that uh, the magazine did? I think what's really interesting is the stigma. Probably not a big shock, but just that there are a lot of parents who who use cannabis. Um, a lot of them use it uh, mostly when their kids have gone to bed. Some of them will have little bits here and there throughout the day to make parenting just a little bit more fun. And, you know, to the uninitiated, that may sound really shocking, but it's not rare to see parents having a glass of wine when their kids are playing together um, during a play date. So, you know, it's just a social lubricant. It's just a way to make the banal slightly more interesting. And so, you know, that stuff is starting to come out a little bit more and maybe parents are starting to feel a bit more comfortable dropping little hints and seeing who their friends are who may be like-minded. I think uh, when you say dropping hints, um, one of the moms I I was just talking to, um, she sort of said, you know, I, I don't advertise it, but you sort of source people out. If you meet a new mom that you like, you you know, you kind of crack a joke, see if they catch on. And then maybe you find that you have that in common, but you don't go around advertising it, at least not now. But I, I, inviting a mom for a glass of wine, like you said, is totally normal. Yeah. And I think we're still um, a ways away from asking a fellow mom, like, hey, do you want to smoke a joint during this play date? For a few reasons. I mean, obviously, <laughs> it's not healthy to smoke anything sure. around your kids. Um, and so that whole, like, we're sitting in the basement playroom and we're having a glass of wine, it doesn't transfer as easily to, we'll light something up. And, you know, besides that, it's still really worrisome what happens if the other mom has those uh, perceptions, uh, arguably misperceptions, about what cannabis is all about. Despite all the education that's been going on around legalization, the the stigma of the stoner mom or the lazy mom or the druggy mom uh, is going to continue for quite a while. And I think actually what it will take is for professional 
intelligent, successful um, moms to normalize it. And I don't know if that that really means a grand gesture. It just sort of means, um, you know, it just becomes more of a normal thing the way having a beer might be. It's, you know, it doesn't have to be this big thing. It's just a small part of a, a otherwise full life. Do you think there's more judgment um, on moms who use cannabis as opposed to like if a dad smokes pot? Yeah, I think definitely, because moms are considered to sort of be the always-on parent. Um, This is stereotypical and changing to a degree, but the mom is the always-on parent, and the dad is often the backup. I mean, when, you know, when schools have to call home because of a sick kid, they'll often start with the mom, for example. Um, And it starts right from the beginning, where mom takes that whole year off and, and dad might take a week or two, so it just gets firmly established. And, of course, it goes way further back from that you know, society's expectations of who raises children. But yeah, I think, um, you know, just the same. Uh, it's also rooted in sexism too, right? Like right. men are allowed to go out on the weekend and get drunk and haha, it's so funny. And um, when a woman does it, it's, you know, it's more of a comment on her character. This part's pretty complicated. But at the end of the day, I do think there's more of a stigma um, around moms who might consume cannabis than dads. Okay, it will be interesting over the coming years to see how all of this changes when it comes to cannabis, not just with parenting, but uh, in in many different facets of life. Yeah, things are changing. Um, The way we talk to other adults and other parents about cannabis is changing and the conversations we do have with our kids, because I do think it's important um, at a certain point um, as your kid gets older and if it's going to be around your house uh, to have those conversations. Is it better to be straightforward uh, with your kids about it? I, I feel like when things are shrouded in in mystery, you know, kids have crazy imaginations. Is it better to just show them what's in the box or talk about what's in the box? I think that you talk to them at the level they're at and you right. watch for clues that they want to know more or less. So, because if they're they're snooping and they think they're onto something, they will drop drop hints. They might, or they might find something and be terrified mm-hmm. and worried and think, "Oh my God, my parents do this terrible thing," and not say a word, but internalize it. So that's why I think, especially if you are a parent who consumes and it's around the house, or if they have caught you and you're not sure if they saw, or they might have, you know, it might be great to have uh, that conversation, keeping it age appropriate. So especially for kids who are school-agers, maybe they're 8, 9, 10, and they've been taught that, you know, weed is a drug and drugs are bad, that, you know, if if they're going to associate that with you, like, that's really problematic. That could be really sort of psychologically traumatizing. Be scary for them. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, why um, allow that to happen and then have to do damage control? Why not proactively have a conversation that's age appropriate? So, honey, you know, this is called cannabis. It's kind of like alcohol. It's something that um, grown-ups do. And then you wait for questions. See what they're interested in. You don't have to go into the whole history of here's why it's legal now. Here's how it's grown. Here's how people do it. And here's how it makes you feel. Like, I tend to be an over-explainy parent, so if this was my life, I would probably be like, let's sit down for an all-encompassing lesson about cannabis. And then, you know, either the eyes glaze over or, uh, you know, a variety of other reactions. But follow their lead. See what is uh, curious to them, what makes them ask questions. And educate yourself because, you know, if they ask a question, you want to be ready for the answer. Like, why was it illegal That's then? right. Why did people yeah. go to jail? Yeah, why did they change the rules? And be ready to explain that to them at their level. Hey, honey, you know how at school you guys used to be able to throw snowballs and then they changed their mind and they decided maybe that wasn't such a great rule? 
adults sometimes change the rules when they know better. So they used to think this was a terrible thing, and now they've learned more, and they've decided it's actually okay. Now, really curious kids, um, older, 12, 13, 14, they might want to learn even more about, you know, the the greater reasons why cannabis actually used to be illegal, which is more political and, you know, not actually rooted in science. And it's, um, you know, it's really interesting for those history buff kids and they are out there. Um, so you could go that direction. Um, you know, some kids will be more interested in, you know, why, you know, why do people drink alcohol and, and use cannabis? Why do they want to change the way they feel? And you have to be ready for those kind of questions. So it's going to depend on the kid and their age level, what kind of questions they have. But it makes sense to uh, to prepare yourself for those things. Or you can always um, utter those famous and helpful parenting words, um, let me get back to you on that, which is a phrase every parent should have in their back pocket because it works for everything. Noted. Uh, yes. You do need to come back to it. Um, and You can't but, just say I'll get back to you on that right. and never talk about that's it again. That's right. Yeah. Like when my son asked me, hey, mom, what's a threesome? Um, oh. I said... Um, I'll get back to you. Yeah, well, that's what I should have said. <laughs> what I actually said was, what do you think? And he said, is it when... You're dating three people. And I said, that's yeah, it. That's, that's totally it. what it, it is. You got it. Three. Okay. End of conversation. And then, of course, I realized the error of my ways and had to go back to that one, which was... So I need to know now. I told him the <laughs> truth. He's 10 years old. And, you know, we'd heard about it through pop culture. Oof. And, you know, he already... We've had the sex talk, so he knows what that is. So I okay. simply told him it's... Having when you have sex with not one person but two at the same time. I read these days, but it's it's yeah. Mind was blown. Let's just say right. his little mind was blown. We left it at that. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. I think it's, it's as long as you're not putting any judgments on it or offering any yep any uh, idea. Just facts. Yeah, just, facts. just the facts. Go I'm with into the facts. the facts. Yep. We went off topic there. <laughs> just a little. I just dread the day I have to deal with <laughs> stuff like this. I just have a toddler, so I've got a few years to compose my yeah. my thoughts. My five-year-old asked me— I'll get back me, to you is going to yeah. be my key phrase. My five-year-old yes. asked me how babies get, get in there in the first place, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so that was a fun one. Um, but I think another thing that's really important is understanding the benefits and the drawbacks— um, to cannabis so that when your kids, so your kids get a really um, fair view of it. You know, mm-hmm. I think right now there's a lot of um, cannabis activists um, out there talking about how it's um, medicinal and it's a wellness, um, it's, you know, not drug, but it's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's around wellness. It can help people feel better. Yeah. Um, but it's not, it's not innocuous. It just, alcohol is also not innocuous. Legal prescription drugs are not innocuous. So let's talk about the dangers, and let's talk about how a child's brain is different from an adult's brain, and that um, you know nothing that alters a child's brain should be used unless it's absolutely necessary, legal or illegal. Mm-hmm. And you know, teach your kids why it's so important to wait. And then you can also talk about the benefits too. That you know they've discovered it can help some people with certain illnesses, and that it can be very you know nice and relaxing, the same way a glass of wine can be. So just mm-hmm. you know, I really preach openness. Um, but stopping when your kids are losing interest and so really following their lead. And I feel like a lot of parents are probably like, yes, legalization, because it's a much harder conversation to have back then. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, how do you tell your kid there's this thing people go to jail for? Uh, I do it. Like, I, you know, yeah. Yeah. You don't. You, no one wants to have so that this conversation. this is taking the pressure off a lot of parents That's out right. there. And yeah. I know there's people of my generation, you know, 30s, 40s, who their parents did smoke pot when they were kids. And their parents, you know, were like, don't tell anyone. This is my secret thing. I could go to jail. And it's, you it's know, horrifying. it's <laughs> way too much pressure for a child to have. Um, but that was the reality of it. Or, you know, it was... It just makes them feel different and weird, and it's hard. it really is hard for them to understand. Um, but, I, yeah, I think the biggest transition is for these parents who have been consuming for a long time and hiding it and keeping it locked up and w- far away and making sure everyone's fast asleep before they do it, and then suddenly it's just a whole different reality now. And I, I think some people kind of thought, like I said, that the, the switch would flip on legalization day and everything would feel totally different and it would just be so normal and destigmatized. And I don't think from the parent friends that I talk to that that has happened. So it's been a little more difficult than expected. Okay. All right, Kim, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. A special thanks to Kim Schiffman, today's parent editor-in-chief, and to the two moms for having such an open and honest conversation. Also, a shout-out to my producer, Ryan Clark. You can find The Legal Podcast on FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app. Rate us, review us, tell a friend. You can always find me on Twitter at Shauna City News. That's Shauna with a U. And just in case you're wondering, hashtag I'm not a pothead. Talk soon. Coming up on the final episode of The Legal Podcast. Cha-ching cannabis. We follow the money in this billion-dollar industry. We'll also be sitting down with ganja groundbreaker Abby Roach, the owner of Toronto's very first vapor lounge, the Hotbox Cafe. Find out what the future of cannabis could look like.